Welcome to the SheEO Podcast with your host, Ellie Welcome. This podcast tells the tales of women in the finance industry and the setbacks they've had to overcome in their careers. Women make up less than one-third of executive, VP, and C-suite members in the finance industry. I hope this podcast can shed light on all of the factors that women have to go through while working in the financial services industry. Today's guest is Michelle Lindquist, who is currently VP and controller at Coventry. She's been working at Coventry for nearly a year and has varied background in accounting. She went to Villanova University where she pursued a Bachelor of Science in Accounting, and we're so thrilled to have her onto the podcast. Let's welcome Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the CEO podcast. We're so grateful to have you on. Thank you. It's very nice to be here, Ellie. So I've already given our listeners a bit of an introduction on your background, where you currently work, but I would love to know a little bit more about what interested you in finance and financial services and why you chose this career path. Okay. Um, I started here at Coventry about a year ago, so I'm pretty new to the field of financial services in this particular company. Um, Before that, I was in public accounting. I have a CPA license. I worked in retail real estate for about 10 years. I've also worked in publishing at TV Guide Magazine and TV Insider LLC for about 15 years. So I've, I've been around the block for a while, but I originally chose accounting. I went to Villanova And I chose accounting because I figured that would be the most well-rounded major when you're first coming out of high school, you're not really sure what you want to do Mm -hmm. in life. (laughs) So I figured that accounting would give me the best background and best experience to learn all different aspects of of finance and business. And I did choose to go into public accounting at that point. Mm -hmm. So I worked in public accounting for about two years and and I just stayed with accounting after that. Yeah. And you mentioned you worked a bit in publishing. How did you make that transition? So I transitioned from retail real estate, which was kind of managing malls and shopping centers and apartment buildings and that kind of thing to just a completely different career path into publishing. Really, I had a lot of help from my recruiter when I was looking for a new position. And through that that position, I just, I started out as a, as a, an accounting manager and I worked my way up and I ended up being a VP of accounting by the time I left there and came here to Coventry. Definitely always good to have, I feel like a varied background as we were discussing prior to the podcast. I think it's important to, you know, see the areas of your own interest to see where you really fit and to find a job that you feel confident in. So finance is one of the few male-dominated industries. In your experience thus far in your career, have you experienced any forms of gender discrimination? That's a really good question. I have seen it in a lot of different areas. I have just found that if you work really hard, if you kind of know your stuff, if you just really get into it and you prove that, that you can be a trusted advisor, that you know what you're doing, that you are good at your job, that it being a woman isn't really holding you back. I do feel like sometimes maybe there's a little bit of, I don't know how to phrase it. There's a little bit of, of maybe personality difference with how people interact within groups in a company. So maybe men will tend to have lunch or go play golf or have different outings with other men, but I don't think it's necessarily a, a 
discriminatory towards women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually used to work at a golf club and my boss was always saying how I needed to learn golf so I could be in on those, you know, business outings. And when I grew into my career so that I would have that ability. And I think it's, I think it's interesting that there's still sort of that dynamic, but I also appreciate, you know, so many women at the firm I work at, they actually host like golf outings specifically mm-hmm. just for women. So that exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's so many different professional women. There's different groups of, of CEOs or, or just finance professionals or just people in general accounting, things like mm-hmm. that, where they'll also have their own different groups to, to participate in. Yeah. Um, I think it's not quite as gender biased as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of companies are a lot more aware of the bias that used to exist. So it's not really as prominent as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's definitely good to be making progress in the industry. And you mentioned, you know, working your way up to VP of accounting at one of your previous roles. So have you ever faced any challenges in climbing the corporate ladder throughout your career? You know, I can't say I really have experienced that. I, I felt that in each position I've had, I have grown, I've been promoted. I worked really hard. And again, you have to work really hard. You can't just expect mm-hmm. that it's going to be handed to you. And I think that's the same for both men and women mm-hmm. these days. And especially if, you know, it, it, it goes both ways as, as a woman who has a position where I'm interviewing and hiring, I'm not biased as far as who I'm going to, to select. I'm going to pick the person who works the best and works the hardest. Totally agree with that. And whether it's with Coventry now or previous employers, have you noticed any steps that employers in the financial services industry are making to support women in the industry? I think Coventry, especially um, one of our founders is a woman. And I, I think that the environment here specifically is very, very good for women. Uh, as far as there are a lot of executives that are women, there are a lot of employers or employees that are women. And I don't think that there is any kind of bias, mm-hmm. especially at Coventry. Well, that's good. I know personally, my firm, we have an employee resource group called the FS Women's Network, which I think is so important to not only just have, you know, a common ground for women to talk about what's going on in the firm and their experiences, but also it's open to all employees. And we have so many different men across the office who are so involved. And I think it's so important because if they're not, you know, making strides to make a difference, then it's hard to feel comfortable in your workplace. And I think that's always so important to have. I think that's great. I think that's definitely something that's a lot more for this time period than it used to be 20 years ago. I think it's definitely changing for women in the industry. I definitely agree. And do you find support through your female colleagues at work? Oh, of course, of course. Throughout different departments, throughout people in my own department, I also try to mentor and coach both men and women, but I always want to make women make sure that they, they feel that they are worth it and that they should go to that next step and that they really should try to achieve and not feel that they should be held back for any reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I always, I mean, granted, I'm probably the youngest at the firm currently, but I have so many mentors at my firm that I know I can ask for questions. I recently negotiated a job offer and I was able to reach out to one of them just to like for advice and everything. 
And it's always great to have those people kind of like in your back pocket when they need something, you need something. It's always great to have some support in your workplace. Right. It's good to to be able to speak to somebody who has some experience who've been through it and and Mm -hmm. understand what you're going through. Exactly. And this is something I'm always curious of people's opinions on. Do you have conversations with both female colleagues, male colleagues regarding pay transparency? Mm, no, I, I think in the finance field, especially in accounting, we don't really talk a lot about our our pay grades, pay levels, um, you know, increases, bonuses, that kind of stuff. It's really more of a confidential yeah. situation. Yeah, I know. I think it's I think it's definitely interesting the way that some industries people are so open about their pay in other industries it's much more hush hush and I was actually talking to someone recently and they were saying that the only way they knew that they were getting underpaid was by talking with one of their colleagues so I always think it's interesting to hear people's opinions on whether or not they talk about you know a a little bit more of a taboo topic (laughs) Well, I, I think just because I'm in, in accounting and employee resources that it's really not a topic we discuss just because the information is so confidential, so it doesn't really come up as a topic. But I have noticed that throughout my career, I have seen that there's a lot of disparity between pay. And also just for myself, I've seen that I may be underpaid just because I've been at certain places for so long that the you you kind of need to make a jump sometimes to mm-hmm. a different place to to realize a that your pay is not does not commiserate your experience and secondly that you could get paid a lot more at a different place just because you're new and you're 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 coming in as a as a fresh yeah. fresh face to the you know workforce yeah i think one great thing that social media has brought to at least my generation is topics just like that you know I was always told that if you stay at a company only for a few years and then jump to another one that's such a bad look job Mm -hmm. hopping is not always the best yet that's the only way not not the only way but it's a great way to know if you could be paid higher if you could have a better role so I, I always think you know social media pointing things out like that I always see posts on LinkedIn about stuff like that and I think it's so important for my generation, especially who are just entering the workforce to see that it's not always a bad thing to switch your job on a more frequent basis. One thing to always remember as well is that you should always know what is available to you mm-hmm. by, you know, not necessarily just interviewing or talking to recruiters or different companies to know if it's the right fit or if you're making the right choice, but also to know what's available to you. Because if you really do like your position and you really do want to stay with your company, a lot of times it may not be offered to you as a pay increase, but sometimes if you go to ask for it, if if you don't ask, you don't get. So uh, that's something that, that, um, that younger people need to remember is that if you don't specifically ask a question or ask for something that you want, you may not get it. It's not necessarily going to be given to you on a silver platter. So sometimes you have to actually go out of your way and be a little more assertive to let people know what you're thinking and what you need. Were there ever times in your career where you advocated, whether it be a pay raise, a different title, a promotion? Did you ever do that yourself? Of course. Of course. It may be because 
somebody may have left a position that was higher than you and, and they were maybe interviewing outside, but you said, hey, listen, you know, I'm ready for this position. I'm ready to move up. And this is why you can't just go in and blind and just say, hey, I want this. You have to be prepared and say why you're eligible, why you are qualified, what your pay should be. If you need an increase, this is why I've been doing this, 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 and this. And, you know, you have to be prepared. You can't just go in and ask for something because it's, it's there. You have to show and sell yourself just like you would in any kind of job interview. Um, You have to go and sell yourself and say, Hey, this is why I'm ready to do this. And I'm already here. I'm already experienced. Mm -hmm. I think I'd be, be a great fit for the, for the position. Yeah. I think it's so, so interesting and a little sad, I guess, that women are so much less likely to advocate for themselves in like a career setting. I was talking with my mom recently and she pointed out how when applying to jobs, women are only going to apply if they are pretty much 100% qualified, whereas men will apply if they meet maybe 50% of the Mm -hmm. qualifications. And that's personally, I just experienced this for myself, looking at job qualifications being like, I don't match every single little checkbox, but I feel like this is something I could do. And I really had to battle with myself to be like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. I think it's, it's just kind of, it's kind of our mentality that like, oh, okay, well, we're working really hard and we're doing a really good job, but you don't want to be passed over. And, and unless you're an advocate for yourself and you speak up, you, you're not going to get ahead because you can't just sit back and wait for other people because other people will jump at the opportunity, yep. whether they're qualified or not. So you always have to kind of give yourself a pat on the back and make sure that that it, it may not be something you're comfortable with, but it may be a step above what you're comfortable with. And it's something that you can learn and grow into. Yeah. And breaking out of those comfort zones yep. is the only Obviously. way to grow. So. Yep. It's the only way to grow. You have to, it may not be something that's like super crazy out of the comfort zone, but it could be always challenge yourself to go one step above and one step beyond what you're comfortable with. Yeah, I totally agree. And this sort of tails into my next question, but what advice would you give to young women breaking into the industry? My advice would be just have confidence in yourself, in your abilities, and speak up. Don't sit back quietly. Just and take, take the steps to, to do a little bit extra work. It may take a little bit extra time. You may have to do a little research on your own. You may have to go take some extra classes. You may have to figure out what it, you need to get ahead, but don't feel that you should be held back just because you're a woman. You can do anything that any other person can do at any time. You just have to go a little bit beyond your comfort zone and really just challenge yourself. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I also think one thing that's so important is just to you know, give things a try. I think that there's no harm and in trying things. I was just telling my roommate recently, she really wanted to lead a presentation and her boss said that that's something she might do down the line, but she felt like she was ready. She asked if she could do it and they gave her the opportunity. And I think that's a great way just to get your foot in the door and get a little bit more experience. But like we said earlier, you really have to advocate for yourself and mm-hmm. push to be able to, you know, just do whatever you want to be able to do in the future. Right. What you, what you envision yourself doing is achievable, but only if you try, if you don't try because you're scared, you're not going to get there. The, the only thing you, you, you really just, you, you need to just push yourself all the time, push to get ahead, 
push to be the best that you can be. And listen, if you fail at something, don't take that as a failure, take it as a learning experience Mm -hmm. that, you know, Hey, this didn't work this time, but how can I, how can I handle it next time? That might be a little bit different or give me a different result. Yeah. We, we don't, don't do, you know, top, top notch on everything that we do, but as long as we try and learn from every experience, it, it will just put you in a better place. Mm-hmm. And do you have any advice for, you know, young women, even people who are maybe currently in a different field who want to transition into like the financial services industry, but don't feel like they fit. I know I've talked to several of my peers who feel like they don't fit in, in the business school. They feel like they don't fit in, in their finance classes because the majority of their peers are men. And they feel that they are just sitting in the back of the classroom, not bringing much to the table. I just have to speak up, be a little bit louder be a little bit louder and get out there. Um, Again, always have to feel you're you're equal. And uh, there are a lot of really smart women. There are a lot of great CEOs and VPs of finance or CFOs that are women and it can be done. You just have to have the confidence in yourself. I I know a lot lot of times men are a little bit more loud or a little bit more boisterous or a little bit more outgoing. And you kind of have to realize that, that you fit in and that you're part of that group and that, that you have it up here, you're smart and, and you just have to find your, your spot. You have to find your niche. You have to do what you feel comfortable with, but sometimes it may may be a little bit out of your comfort zone and you have to just take that extra step, break those barriers, break the barriers, just be a little bit louder, be a little bit smarter than everyone else work a little bit harder yeah to get there yeah just have confidence yeah well I really appreciate all of your responses and being involved in this podcast it means so much to us to hear you know a person with different perspectives I've really tried to hit people across the whole financial services industry and I really loved hearing about all of your your experiences and it really means a lot to us so I just want to thank you for being on Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the SheEO podcast. This topic is incredibly important, and we hope by sharing these stories, we can highlight how unfairly women are treated in the financial services industry. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it five stars on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to stick around, feel free to follow us on Instagram at the CEO podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we can't wait to share more.